Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Eupopolis Podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, Child Life Specialist, host of the podcast, and Eupopolis' National Program Manager. Now, just a quick review for anyone that might be new. Eupopolis is an online patient community that was started by Kids HealthLinks Foundation, a foundation that began because a family recognized a need after their daughter's experience with toxic shock at the age of 14 and her month-long hospitalization and recovery after. So it's a monitored online patient community that youth need to be referred to by a professional who works in an organization that focuses on youth or within a hospital. It is for youth ages 10 to 18 who have a chronic illness, a critical illness, and then there's private platforms within the Eupopolis platform for youth who are siblings of those youth or youth who are navigating grief due to the loss of a loved one. So we invite you, if you know a youth who could benefit, to email us at support at or reach out to your healthcare professional or someone in an organization that you work with or know of to see if you can get the youth referred. If you know me as a child specialist, you know there's four ways you can really get my head to turn. I get excited about anything that we can offer youth via technology so that we know that time and their residence where they live doesn't limit them from being involved. I also love anything that has to do with helping youth overcome their fear of needles. The whole idea of using random things to help youth understand what's going on, to get them to explain what their diagnosis is or what they think is going to take place using all the things that are familiar to them. It's a concept called loose parts, and I hope to have the child life specialist on that's done a lot of work and research around it on a podcast in the near future. But just being able to have them explain what they know or explain what they think is going on using things that they're familiar with so that you can see and clarify if they have any misconceptions or to see where you need to focus on sharing more information with them. The other thing which is going to be the focus of today's podcast is power struggles and issues around taking medication. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I know we've been talking about as a response to your feedback from our workshop series, people wanting more information on interventions that people do with teens. And this does kind of fall in there. And I did cover my three or four favorite interventions in an earlier podcast. But we do have um, Jay Marshallton joining us for episode 13. She's going to talk about some child life interventions for adolescents and working with the mental health population or children of adults with mental health diagnosis. Then we do have a couple other child life specialists who want to join us as well. So I'm going to have several of them on an episode following Jane's. But really what struck a chord and got me to talk about this is, yes, it's something you can apply for adolescents as well as young children. But also we're doing something called the Eupopolis Project for 2021. And we're talking to youth about things that they can help be the experts in. And one of those things is creating a video around how to overcome or how they overcame or successful ways in which they take their medications. That's what we're going to have this episode today about, talking about those situations and those times when we find ourselves as parents or as healthcare professionals or as youth in a power struggle or in that negative self-talk where it comes from, I can't, I won't, I don't know how in the past these things have happened. And really resetting the mindset and getting some practice and finding some strategies and tips to help make pill swallowing more successful. And not just pill swallowing, there's some great tips for liquid too, because some of that stuff tastes awful. Um, And that's definitely an example of how we don't want to talk, but it's true. Some things do have a taste that is not pleasant. A few things to start off with. And one is when you have a situation like this, 
you really need to stop and ask and think about what is causing this in the moment. So first off, what I often see is a power struggle happening. The children feel like they've lost control, and this is one thing they can control. Can you please take this medicine? No. (laughs) That would be the response you would expect, right? You hope it's not. But when you're giving them a yes or no option, and they've lost control, and they're looking for control, this is where they're going to get it. Really need to avoid those yes or no questions. That opt-out option needs to be avoided. But also, first off, making sure that the children know why they need to take the medication. Because sometimes if you take a little bit of time to explain the why, they can see the importance of it and they can kind of shift their thinking and thought process to want to take it because they want the result that it's going to get them. Now, it's not always definitely that easy. You know, we're living with restrictions and we're living with all the stress of COVID. And when you add like a medical experience or something on top of that, you get the whole power struggle thing. So you really need to think about strategies and how to avoid that power struggle. And one of the things I would ask is if your child like seriously has some kind of phobia or they have extreme anxiety and, or you're really struggling, you know, reach out and ask for help. Some people don't realize that you can reach out to child life. You can reach out to a psychologist. You can reach out to your doctor or pediatrician and ask them for help. You can also ask at the pharmacy. They often will have tips and strategies to help, but here are a few things. One, like I said, give them the why, let them know why, try to avoid all the options where you allow them to opt out But also you need to be in the right mindset and they need to be in the right mindset. So ideally, you don't want to leave learning how to take medication to a time when you need to take medication. So how do you do that? How do you get them to learn how to swallow a pill when they're not taking a medication? Well, you use candy. You find things that are similar weight and size and you use those types of things to get them to learn how to swallow at least up to a standard pill size. You can also talk to the pharmacy and stuff and ask them about, you know, is there different types of things that are easier to swallow than others? You know, standard pills tend to be easier to swallow than caplets. Is there something that you can add to it um, to make it easier to swallow? You can ask the pharmacy that thing. Definitely don't add like food to something unless you ask if you can mix it in something. Don't crush something unless you can ask it. So first off, what we want to do, you know, we've done those few things I've talked about already, but really got to have the mindset. If the youth wants to learn how to swallow pills, it's a good time to start trying. If they don't want to, it's not a great time. If you talk to them about the fact that we're going to have some fun learning how to swallow pills using candy, they're probably going to want to opt in because candy sounds a little more exciting than learning how to swallow pills. They need to believe in themselves. They need to believe they're going to want to do it. So the first thing you might want to ask them is, how big of a pill do you think you could swallow today? What would be a goal? What would you feel good about? And giving them a couple options of anything from like a cake sprinkle to a Tic Tac to a mini M&M. So giving them some choices of some different size things and allowing them to start practicing from the smaller item where they'll get some success and moving up as they get the success. Um, And definitely always ending on a positive note. So if you do get to a candy that they can't swallow, pop back and go to a candy that they could swallow and end the day on a good note. Avoid any negative talk when you're working on this. So avoid talking about the past. Avoid saying that they can't do it. Sometimes maybe what you want to do is get involved yourself. Take turns. When I was looking at all the different research that was happening out there, and there's lots of it, one of the articles I was reading out of the Calgary Herald, because they've done some research out in Calgary about this, where they talked to like 300 parents. 50% of the children were not able to swallow pills. 
just a standard size pill. 30 to 50% of the children of these parents that they talk to, like just totally refuse to try. It definitely is something that is an issue for a lot of people and a lot of children. So definitely something that I know will apply for a lot of listeners. So the research that I was talking about that's happening out in Calgary, it's with Kaplan and her team. And they were looking at head positioning and how there's five different ways you could kind of hold your head. It's hard for me to show you on the podcast, but just straight center, turning it to the left, turning it to the right, putting your chin to your chest, and then tipping your head upward. How practicing swallowing using a certain method would allow you to find out which of these positions was more preferable for you. Practicing over a time period of up to two weeks, just a couple of minutes every day, would allow people to develop better pill swallowing and get more success by the end of the two weeks. One thing she also asks, and you can watch the video tutorial, I'll link it in the show notes, but she shows this actual process with a youth on the video and teaches the technique. But she does ask that at the end of each day, at the end of each session, when you're working with your child to help figure out how to swallow these pills, that you do get them to review each position and how it felt when they swallowed the pill in that position so that they can look at the little happy, sad faces and see at the end of the 14 days, which position they reported more times feeling better swallowing in that position. It'd be a lot easier for you to understand watching the video than me explaining to you here on the podcast. But basically what she suggests you do is get the children, have a good position, a good posture. So shoulders back or standing even better because you have better posture when you're standing. And then she has them swallow with their head turned to the left or right so they can hear that kind of gulp sound. And that is because when you turn your head to the side, it like creates the opening a little bit bigger, moves the sphincter. So the pressure's not as high. So therefore it's a little easier to swallow the pill. She also gets them to put their tongue in their cheek so that they can see that when you push your tongue in your cheek and that soft tissue and how it can expand, that that's like your esophagus. It does the same thing. So it's able to swallow things that are a bit bigger And often she'll show them too in this video that pills are often a lot smaller than your esophagus anyway, so it's absolutely possible to swallow them. What she does is she gets them to like set up, put the pill at the back of their tongue, to take a tiny sip of water, and then to move their head to the position that they're practicing at, and then to swallow once they get their head to that position. Setting up nice and tall, Put the pill at the back of the tongue, not too much water in the sip because you don't want it to float the pill off your tongue on to your cheek. And then put your head in that left or right position or tipped up or down or center, and then swallow the water in the pill at the same time. And she says that practicing that over and over each day for up to two weeks will often lead people to the results that they're looking for. When I talked about that people are like struggling and having problems with swallowing pills, it was interesting because I was reading an, a publication from Harvard that one in three people, that's huge, have either gagging, choking, or vomiting when trying to take pills. That's like a third of the population. In this article from Harvard, they referenced some research that had happened in Germany at a university in Germany, and it was published in the Annals of Family Medicine, where they looked at two strategies, not head positioning. One of them has to do with head positioning. They looked at two strategies where Um, 140 people tried either the pop bottle method or the lean forward method to swallow pills. And so what you do here is for the pop bottle method is you fill a plastic water bottle with water, you put the tablet on your tongue, you put your lips around the opening of the bottle so it's sealed off so the air's not getting in, and then you tip and take a drink. 
you're sucking almost like a straw, like you're sucking in, and then you swallow the pill and the water at the same time. Out of the 140 people, 60% of them found an improvement in their pill swallowing ability when they were using this pop bottle method. So then the lean forward method, actually 89% of the people using this method found improvement. And what you do is you put the capsule on your tongue, you take a sip, like they said, not too much. You then tip your chin to your chest, and then you swallow the pill and the water at the same time. Those are three methods right there that you can try with your children and see if they work. A few other strategies that um, I've read about or I've tried in the past is where you take candies and you can use those head positions that we talked about from the first research study, or you, you know, take that candy sprinkle and you get them to say that, you know, they're ready and they want to, and they're willing to, and they take that candy and they swallow it three times. And if they're successful three times, you move up to the next candy and they swallow that one successful. And if they don't swallow it successful, they move back and they end the day on the one that they can. They come back another time when they're feeling confident and they try again. And you can keep doing that until they work themselves up. Like I said, reach out to a healthcare professional if you need some help with this. These are just a few tips and strategies um, that you can get started with at home while you're waiting to get that support or while your child is in a really good mood and wanting to learn. You definitely want to remove any pressure. Just make it fun. Make it just about learning to swallow the candy and see what kind of goal they can set for themselves that you can achieve. You can use things, like I said, candy sprinkles, M&Ms, mini Tic Tacs, chocolate chips, just small little things that are weighted. You want to avoid like sticky type candy, like gummy bears, that type of thing. We're looking for things that are more consistent with what a pill would be like. Also, too, good idea to not have a bunch of distractions going on. So this is not something that you necessarily want to try when they have company over or when they're engrossed in a movie or playing their video game. You want model the behavior. So you definitely don't want to be the parent that's sitting in the room saying, I can't take pills. So that's why you can't take pills. Or no, you can do this. I can't type thing. You want to, you know, be positive and be calm and be willing to learn yourself. And if you struggle yourself too, great. Make it about accomplishing it as a team. Those are the three techniques that the research has showed and talked about that I wanted to share with you. But a few things that I've learned over the years working as child life specialist and just being a mom. So of course you can always do like the nose pinching where you pinch off your nose and then drink it and hopefully, you know, you don't smell it. So it doesn't bother you as much as just only having the taste. You'd like take away one sense. Or you can ask a pharmacy if they're able to flavor it different if it's liquid medication. The other thing you can do is you can take, be very careful not to choke, but an ice cube will melt anyway. Use an ice cube or a popsicle and give the children some control. So what you do is you get them to place that popsicle on their tongue for 10 seconds because you want to freeze their taste buds so that it numbs them and they're not working very well when they have to take the medicine. So get them to hold the popsicle on their tongue for 10 seconds, then give them the syringe of liquid medicine and ask them to put some inside and see how it tastes. If it tastes fine, great, they can finish it. If not, they've gotten a little bit in already, so you've already gotten one step ahead. But you could ask them, okay, you're not quite ready yet. Put that popsicle back on for another 10 seconds and then we'll try again. And great, they can try again. No, they can still taste it. Put that popsicle back on. I usually find by the end of the third time, they're able, actually able to take the medicine without tasting it. But just give them that option. And either way, while they're practicing every 10 seconds, they're getting more and more of the medicine in anyway. So they're eventually going to have it all in. But 
usually by the time they do the numbing for the third time for 10 seconds, they're not really able to taste much and they're willing to swallow the medicine. So that's a little strategy to end with. If you have some really great medicine taking tips, I would love to hear them too. Actually have another one to share. So one of the things I like to do is play a board game. Is a candy land where you roll the dice and a color comes up. So if you roll the dice and it's green, it means you have to drink. If you roll and it's any other color, you don't have to. So if you're trying to get a child to drink or you're trying to get a child to take um, some liquid medicine, every time the green color is rolled, you have to take more of the medicine. So you can play that way to get them to get the medicine in. And the other way is make it fun. Play the game, would you rather? Or have you ever? Have you ever gone to the beach in the summer? Yes, you have. Great. Take a little squirt of the medicine. And have you ever gone in a purple car? No? Okay, you don't need to take any medicine. Have you ever gone out and built a snowman? Yes? Great. Take a little more of the medicine. And that's a way to like encourage the children to keep getting small amounts in until they get the bigger amount in. So those are a few tips and suggestions that I've had from my experience working with children, from being a mom, from reading the research. I would love to hear what you have and... Please join us again for our next episode as we talk to Jane about her strategies, about her interventions in working with youth who have mental health diagnosis or whose parents do. If you enjoyed this episode, please press like. Don't forget to check out any resources in the details. And please share and let all your friends know that we have a Upopolis podcast that we would love to have them listen to. Take care, guys.